Hello and welcome to the Premier Football Podcast. I'm Rafe Garland and I'm joined this week by the blue jumper wearing <laughs> Joseph Doherty. <laughs> um, we've got a jam-packed pod today. We're going to look at some of the uh, uh, interesting topics that have kind of popped up over the last week. We're going to preview some of the some of the big games for next weekend. And yeah, time to get started. Um, there's only one place to start, really. Joe, top of the table clash, Liverpool, Manchester City. Fair. Are you looking forward to it as a neutral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's usually a pretty decent game. Um, it's at Anfield, right? It is at Anfield. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I um, I enjoyed both fixtures last year. City were very unlucky to 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 draw in the in this fixture. Mares obviously missing that penalty in the last minute. Like you can't be doing that. City and go then, into the game as favourites in Anfield. The bookies got them down as favourites. Bookies have them down as favourites. That's a bit brave. I'd probably have a drawdown as as as, as favourites. Bear in mind, um, Liverpool haven't lost in the Premier League at home for two and a half years. Yeah. And um, they're unbeaten at home for nearly... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, they're unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're unbeaten in, at home in all competitions for over a year and a half. And they're unbeaten in the Premier League since... Um, January last year when they played Man City yeah. in the Etihad and yeah. obviously lost under narrow circumstances yeah very narrow <laughs> are City that good? are they favourites? like I said I, I don't think City should go into this game as favourites I, I think that over the past year um, Liverpool have shown themselves to be uh, an extremely accomplished side you could think about the the, the fixers in the Premier League, like this season, Liverpool being far more consistent, City have lost, what, three games already? Mm-hmm. At least two. And in addition to that, what happened in Europe at the back end of last season, like City missing out on a, on a place in the Champions League final, but Liverpool going on to, to, to win the whole competition. So I think overall, Liverpool have been more consistent despite the fact that they, they didn't win the league last year. Like it was just that little... Don't get me wrong, City have been fantastic. I over mean, the past Liverpool two years, took one point from their two games against City last year. Yeah, they did. They did, and that is, was, is that, that where they lost it. That that is where they uh, no, not just there, but there was that. Well, I mean, of, they lost it by one point last year. I, 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 I'm as well as as well as the two two games against City. There was that little blip, kind of just after New Year, where they they drew they two were, games against Everton and it, Leicester. It was more than two games, wasn't it? They drew Everton and Leicester. They was, drew two games. Was that, that, oh. was the, that was the crisis <laughs> at Liverpool last year. That I, was the I, standard. I, I remember them drawing they, they, a few they, more They, than they that. were unconvincing against West Ham, I think, at the same time and scraped a win. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they had two... They had a few a run of poor performances and then they slipped up mm. back-to-back in, in games against Leicester and Everton. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think this might be the most dominant that we've ever seen two teams side-by-side side in the Premier League. We were talking before we went on air about... Um, the, Manchester United and Arsenal, Arsene, the Sir Alex and Arsene Wenger, and then even year. even Jose and um, Sir Alex, Sir Alex here. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But like this one seems to be obviously Liverpool have to go and win it because if they don't go and win it ever, then, then they they, can't be talked about in that. No, of course. But Liverpool did beat them famously in the Champions League and the way to course, the final course, two course. years yeah, before, yeah, yeah. where yeah, they yeah. they beat them three times that season. They beat them yeah. twice in Anfield and once in the Etihad. Yeah, and I mean. Everyone thought that Klopp had Pep's number after that. That was it. There was for that period that everyone was thinking that Liverpool were going to be the one. That was why it was surprising last year that City were the ones who came out on top in those two fixtures. I know it was tight, but certainly the game in the Etihad, I thought that City were were better. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think did, that I the, the game in Anfield, City were better. But they were better watching the game in well. the Etihad, Vincent Company should have been sent off very early in that game, <laughs> where he cleaned out Mo Salah on the halfway line. You know, you know, I'm a fan of those sort of tackles. So. Yeah, I know you're a fan of it. But I mean, you, if you're a striker, you'd be demanding a red card. Yeah, especially sure. one with Mo yeah. Salah's pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 for sure. And then there was the um, Mane. What was it? Thirty something millimeters or point three millimeters? What was it? Yeah, the goal cleared off the line. Yeah, it was it was right on the line. It was almost over, but it wasn't completely over. Outrageously tight. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like that's that that that's what the title was was decided on last year on those fine margins. Yeah. And I mean, whatever happens on Sunday, I mean, Liverpool aren't as aren't as assured at the back this year as they were last year, but they seem to be finding the back of the net a little bit more. And the same could definitely be said for City. They're not so assured at the back mm. this year either. So I mean, and last year. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of last year's nil-nil. 
I think that both teams are only play one way at the minute. I with with Liverpool, there's definitely been a um, a loss of composure at the back. I don't know if, if um, as well as he did when he was playing goals, Adrian. I don't know if the loss of Allison and how commanding he is in in yeah as 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 Liverpool goalkeeper has had a a, a knock on effect. Um, Van Dijk not having like a regular partner as well. Definitely. Although kind of last year they were they were able to deal with, with that. Gomez was the one who started off playing at the start of the season. He got injured. Yeah. Matip came in and, and did very well. And Matip did well at the start of this year, but then he got injured. But they haven't really... It, is it Lovren? Is that, the, no, to be honest, is that the issue? To be honest, I think it's... <sighs> Virgil van Dijk is having the same problem that Mo Salah is having. That he set the bar yeah. so ridiculously high for himself. Yeah. In yeah, his first yeah. season. That it's just, unless you are Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, it's just impossible to live up to that standard every single week. Mm. And I mean, Virgil van Dijk is still a brilliant defender. Like, Probably I mean, the best centre-back in the world. But I mean, Probably. you watch him every week, and I mean, he's made more mistakes in the early part of this season than he made in all of last season. Yeah. Because he made maybe one mistake all of last year, and that was giving away a penalty that Riyad Mahrez actually missed in Anfield. And I think that was the only mistake he made all of last year. Didn't he not get dribbled by in the Premier League for Liverpool until uh, Nicolas Pepe beat him twice? And, and Nicolas Pepe did it, exactly. So there you go. We're talking about the, the fall, fall of grace from last year. Um, but no, he's just, not, he's just not being superhuman at the back. He made, he made such a noticeable difference last year by playing out of his skin every week. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe it's just not possible to maintain that level every single week, especially in the early parts of the season. I think as the, as the title race kind of heats up, as the Champions League heats up, you might see players like Salah and Virgil kind of coming back to the forefront. Mm. Whereas it's impossible, maybe, unless you are those two outrageous players, to stay 100% motivated for the whole year. Like, when, you, when you're used to playing in big games, big semi-finals, finals, like, they've both been nominated for um, Ballon d'Ors over the last couple of years. Actually, was Salah nominated for the Ballon d'Or two years ago? No, I don't he think so. He wasn't? After, okay. I don't well, think so. Well, then... Aside from the obvious, I don't remember FIFA anyway, conspiracy, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they've both been obviously elite players. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Regarded as the best, so maybe it can be hard to get up for Aston Villa away on a Saturday afternoon mm. in early November, late October. Uh, the th- the thing is that it's so, like no matter how how good you are, it's it's it, you can't do it week in week out for. Years, yeah. you can't. You can do it most weeks, yeah. but you can't do it every week. And what we've had with Van Dyke this year, and you see so much of this on Twitter, is you get these fucking idiots just um, slating him like if he does, if he commits a minor error. Yeah, and he's still he's still been fantastically consistent. Like it's not like he's a kind of Mustafi figure who's committing errors, leading to multiple errors, leading to goals season after season. Yeah. Like he's not. They're, they're, he's just getting dribble past a little bit more, maybe beaten in the air a little bit more he's just not yeah. being as rock solid as we've come to expect from but him. still considerably better than pretty much everyone else exactly that, and that's because he set the bar so high as you, as you said earlier on yeah for sure yeah um, we'll talk a little bit about how the managers have approached this game during the week now straight away after their Premier League fixture which took place at the same time as Liverpool's last week they were both yeah. Saturday 3pm and in his post-match conference with the BBC Pep decided to start talking about Sadio Mane being booked for diving yeah. in the Liverpool game <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced that he had time to watch a replay of Sadio Mane diving. He certainly wasn't watching it live. Neither am I. So when he heard that Sadio Mane was booked for diving, he felt the need just to kind of maybe plant that seed in, in the, the referee's mind before, mm. before Sunday. Because we've seen Mane win a couple of key penalties and Salah as well win a couple of key penalties for Liverpool. Yeah. With maybe not as much contact as traditionalists. To be fair to, be fair to Pep, there was a situation in the Liverpool match last weekend where Mane literally flung himself to the floor without any contact at all. And it was yeah. disgraceful. And we're not saying and that. He, that we're, yeah, and, and he can't be doing that. But at the same time... Um, he I coaches agree. Raheem Sterling and Sergio Aguero yeah, and it, it, Leroy Sané. And I mean, do these guys never go down easy? Yeah, it works both ways. No no manager, even kind of the... Uh, well, maybe the... the um, Steve Bruce's and the um, Sean Dyches Dyches aside Sam Allardyce yeah they they can probably take them out high because because, like players Roy Hudson they would be destroyed in training or or after the game if they if they died like they really would so 
but for everyone else, the, the, a manager complaining about diving, they don't have a leg to stand on, do they? Yeah, so Klopp didn't turn around and say, well, your guys dive too. Mm. He, he instead pointed the finger and said, well, you guys like to commit a lot of tactical fouls all over the pitch. So They're kind of pointing out the team's most common uh, misdemeanours that they get away with, aren't they? Are you saying that Liverpool players dive a lot? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I think most people would say I think that. we spoke about this last week and the need for clarity on the rules. <laughs> you know, We did. No, it was two weeks ago or three weeks. It was when we, we spoke about VAR yeah, and, yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. And, you know, I've been watching, I said about like, Mark Salah won a couple of soft ones last year where people put a hand on his shoulder and he went tumbling to the floor and people mm. say that's not a natural fall. But if there's contact in the box and he's highlighting that contact, he wins a penalty through the letter of the law. I mean, people look at it and go, that's a dive. But you can see at the same time why a referee gives it because you can see the contact. I mean, Chelsea won a soft penalty last week as well, um, or conceded a soft penalty even, I should say, where Delafeu was never getting anywhere near the ball. Well, what we have to do is we have to we have to have absolute clarity and that every foul where someone just places a hand on an opposition yeah. player inside or outside the box or whatever it is, to, like puts a hand on their shirt. Yeah. Then every incident like that either has but to not be a penalty or yeah. has or can be a penalty. Yeah. There can be no. I mean, like, that can't be a free that, kick. Like, we can't t- completely take contact out of football. No, of course you can't. That's ridiculous. So therefore, and, you and, have and to part define of, what a foul p- p- is. Like. Part of like jostling for the ball it involves putting your hand on the yeah, your arm across, yeah, putting, stretching, yeah, putting your body in the you win that shoulder way. battle yeah. first and then get yourself in front of the ball like absolutely yeah. Obviously, you can't you can't go over the top, but like, I I think right now the the the, the rules are a little bit unclear, uh, yeah. To, because the referees are not being consistent with their decisions, and because VAR is not backing up the referees, like the 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 decisions being made by both referees and VAR are not consistent. There, no. you, you have some incidents where a penalty will be given for. Uh, a foul like the one we've been talking and it's, to. It'll be, it'll be given by the on-field official and not overruled. Exactly. The other way around. And then the following week it won't be given on-field but it'll be overturned by the VAR. To... Yeah, or like the player will be booked for diving in, on a review or initially and then over... It, it, there's just so much inconsistency. It's just... It's just being... It's, this is a di- we're getting off topic here, but it's being it's being done very poorly. And that it c- kind of comes back to what we were talking about. I'm fed about. up with VAR, Joe. So am I, right? Yeah. It's got to go. Well, it's not going to go mid-season, is it? No, not it's not. And I, assume, I assume the Premier League have signed some sort of contract with whoever does their, um, the graphics and the monitoring. Because it's done. I, I remember having spoken about Firmino's offside last week, where he was ruled offside by his armpit. Oh my god! And the the line seemed to be drawn at at a strange angle. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it's not done in, um, in the VAR studios. Where is it? Stockley Park? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So apparently, it's not done in Stockley Park. There's a a third party software that actually maps it up. So even if the lines look crooked on a two D screen, that's how they would be reflected in three D. Apparently. So I mean, there's all of these software contracts that have to be given out. Yeah. And they wouldn't just be for one season kind of no, job. No, of course not. So, I mean, no matter how much they wanted to bin it after year one, I think they've, they've signed, a, signed a deal with the devil that it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's not, like, it's not possible to get rid of it. And it should be being used because you need that level of technology to make... Like, the reason it was brought in, it was brought in for the right reasons. The issue that everyone has with it is that it's not being used for the right reasons. And it's being... the it's routinely becoming the talking point of every Premier League week. Yeah. Which is a joke. It's like, a... You, it, it's, you, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, that was not why it was brought in. No, we were, we were sold it very much as something that would fix problems. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's giving us more... It was a real utopian idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was th- that's what we were worried about. We were worried that it would cut the drama out of football. Yeah. And no, fact, quite the opposite, but yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. No, it's really not been great. Um, we'll go back to the football anyway, a little bit more about City and United. Um, Pep Guardiola has asked um, the security company at Anfield and, yeah. and the police actually yeah. to guarantee the safety of the of the City players travelling mm. into the game based on what happened in that Champions League game two years ago. Now, I mean, City have played at Anfield since yeah, yeah. without any major dramas. But I think... 
I think that the City players, having won the league last year, climbing onto a plane, to uh, the private jet to go and celebrate in Dubai or wherever they were going, um, and singing songs about Hillsborough and Sean Cox, the players singing these songs mm. may have incensed a few Liverpool fans. Mm. I've seen some stuff on social media this week that would suggest that maybe there might be a repeat of two years ago. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, safety is the is the first priority. So you can't you can't be feeding players to 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 rival fans. Adam. No, abs- absolutely you, not. To be fair, in in continental Europe, often for grounds that you would consider to be more hostile, hostile than others, yeah. <laughs> you'll have a a, a police route uh, for specifically uh, buses protected by police and yeah walkways protected by police specifically for the traveling fans. So yeah, I'm sure. Like Pep Guardiola doesn't need to publicly state this. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't need to make public. Is, is this, this more is, of the mind games? Of course it is. Everything with Pep Guardiola, like you must have, everything with Pep Guardiola, as good a manager as, as he yeah. is, is kind of soap opera. Like it is, but PR I, in front of the camera, like every. I mean, are it is, are Liverpool living in Pep's head right now? I mean, all he's been talking about all week, they 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 drop points midweek. Yeah. In their European game. Yeah. They missed a penalty, conceded a goal in the second half to draw one all away from home. Yeah. And he ended up playing lots of his first teamers for the entire, whatever it was, 94 minutes. And Sergio Aguero had to come off the bench. De Bruyne didn't get a rest and things like this. Yeah. Because I don't think they were focused on that game. Pep, straight away last weekend, before he'd even spoken to his team properly after the game, was already talking about Liverpool. Mm. Well, he is because he's won the the Premier League back to back, and he's like the the remit for a city every single season. If the manager is settled, is win the league. Yeah. If you don't win the league, then see you later. And he, I don't think he's worried about losing I mean, his job. And I don't think it, actually for him, I think he's probably a unique case, and I don't think that that would be in threat. Has he created but, a a case at City where the players might now be going into that game worried about their own safety, whereas some of them might not have thought about it before the game. Yeah, it could be, but but surely this is something that they will be aware of before. You can't uh, sing inflammatory songs um, about an opposing team and that come to the public light and be circulated on social media yeah. and expect to be perfectly safe to travel to the away game. I mean, even if you were like at any level of football, you can't expect. Do you know what I mean, to- if if you didn't get on with some lads from. The local team around the corner, yeah. like I don't know, Glenn Cormack or whoever is around the corner from us. Like, you know what I mean? if you if you said some inflammatory things to players, like they'd come looking for you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, we won't talk too much more about Liverpool and City. That's probably probably enough. And and VAR. Actually, we will talk a little bit more about VAR. Mm. One more incident that we want to talk about was the unfortunate injury to Andre Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a result of two tackles or something in the middle of two tackles with um Son and uh, Sarah Jorie. Yeah. Both players were absolutely distraught on the day. Son's yellow card appeared to be upgraded on the spot to a red card and Aurier was immediately substituted after the incident. Yeah. We'll talk about the, the sending off of Son, which has since been rescinded. Mm. We won't even speak about the fact that Ag- Atkinson is still refereeing. Or do you want to talk about it for a second? We can, t- yeah, whatever you want to discuss, we can. Well, we let, can let, talk let's about. talk about Atkinson for a second, the man who's in the middle of this. I yeah. mean, he's, he's been at the centre of a few high profile refereeing incidences over the last few weeks. I would say that, that there are two Premier League, two highly experienced Premier League referees mm-hmm. who like to make the games all about themselves. One more so than the other, that would be Mike Dean. You could see with his flamboyant way of, of refereeing. And, yeah. And it's just, oh my God. It's, it's actually, like, I think that that, that type of, of, I was going to say, actually, I think that that type of refereeing should be, like, outlawed and you should you should be criticised for that. But in cricket, do you remember Billy Bowden used to always do, like, that's I the do. same thing, playing up to the camera, and I quite like that. But I think Mike Dean is, takes it a bit too far. We'll talk and, about Atkinson for a minute and anyway. Atkinson, he just seems to be getting a lot of decisions wrong. Consistently. Uh, consistently, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, the if it was thing, anybody else, they wouldn't be refereeing Premier League games. They'd be course doing Championship but, and League One. Like, but, but it's because these guys are like so experienced. And, like Martin Atkinson has been a Premier League referee for as long as don't I can remember. remember yeah. Absolutely, he's always been there. I don't always remember him being this bad. It seems to no, be I think, kind of a recent... 
I don't know if if he's if he's been too long in the job. Like he's not fresh not, not, anymore. Not interested. Not in interested. So much. Not like, concentrating as ex- much. Exactly. Exactly. If, maybe if, he's less physically fit. Yeah, his eyesight. You never know. Or he could be getting complacent. He could be bored and just want to mess up. You know, I, we don't know. And I'm not saying that this is anything. But you know, we're just guessing, hypothesizing. I don't know. I'm sick of seeing him referee. I'm sick of seeing him referee as well because again, he makes it all about himself and he's getting. We talk. We talk wrong. about VAR getting decisions wrong. He's getting decisions wrong. Yeah, and he's getting them wrong on VAR as well. Yeah. Which doesn't help. Doesn't like help he he was all. in charge of that Liverpool game, wasn't he? He, he was, was the one who made the, the Firmino he, call. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I've, for me, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like they're, he they're also refereed the Liverpool-United game, as far as I know. Yeah, he did. And didn't yeah. give that free kick before the United goal when Origi was fouled. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that he has an agenda? <laughs> Do you know what I'm, I'm going to say it right now? He does. He has an agenda. Has... Is he is he refereeing the Sunday kickoff at four thirty? What do you mean by that? No, is he refereeing the, the, city, the Liverpool City game? I really hope that he's not. Yeah, I mean that would not be fair if he was. Um, I need to check now and find out. Uh, the next thing that we want to talk about. No, we can keep talking about that. Uh, the tackle itself, Joe. Yeah, um, you saw, it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It was a horrific injury. Don't wish that on anyone. What I would say, I don't think obviously Son did not go out to um, to commit a tackle to, to to injure the player, and it wasn't just Son because it was caught between two tackles, but Son went out to commit a professional foul when Gomez was running towards Serge Aurier, like he intentionally took him down. There's no doubt about that. He went out of his way. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. It was like um, Chaudhry's tackle on Salah a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was. I remember... Sorry to talk about Arsenal all the time, but uh, I remember a, a tackle that Xhaka committed against Swansea in his first season. And it was almost carbon copy for that. The The opposing player was uh, on a... I thought we were on for the week. show today. This Apologies a... to anybody listening at home. We had promised not to talk about well, we, I think we promised not to talk about the Xhaka incident or current Xhaka gate. Xhaka gate or Xhaka yeah. issues. But the, the opposing player was running down the wing on a counter attack and Xhaka sl- uh, jumps in and clips him uh, up at his knee to bring him, to make sure he brings him down and he gets sent off. And you usually think that's a yellow card and it was very similar to the Son one. Son sees the counter-attack, sees the player breaking away from him, he jumps in the air and he clips him and he brings him down. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a really poor tackle. It was a really poor tackle. But the, we're talking about Atkinson because he walked over with a yellow card saw, in his hand. Saw Gomez's leg. Was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> saw, saw son's reaction. It was like, yeah. yeah, hang on a second, I'm just going to uh, pull out a red one instead. The Premier League came out and defended it after the game, but then upheld the appeal which doesn't really make a lot of sense at all no it came out and said that the red that the red card was given for endangering the safety of a player after a tackle yeah basically backing up the ref and then hanging him out to dry in the appeals process (laughs) so i'm not really sure maybe considering how the premier league are acting is it any surprise that var is the way that it is or that the referees are the way that they are because i don't think so oh my god there's just no um there's just no consistency whatsoever across the board if anybody just listens to us on spotify and has no idea what that strange cracking exploding noise is that happens three or four times during a show that's us um opening a can of guinness yeah we like to there was one week where we were drinking wine and there was one week where we just had coffee but we had complaints about the wine and jitters on the coffee yeah Yeah. so ideally we'd be drinking guinness yeah so that that, not not too many one or two one or two that's you know just just a couple just a few yeah just a couple yeah um who else do we want to talk about? Because uh, we do have to get through a bit more stuff on the show. I would like to talk about... Um, yeah, while, we're, while Liverpool are on the agenda, Joe's exploded a can of Guinness all over himself here, lads. Um, while we're on the Liverpool agenda, um, Jurgen Klopp had obviously complained about some of the fixtures. Um, and Pep had actually complained that Liverpool had the easier fixture list Yeah. Um, over the Christmas break. Uh, the... Professional Footballers Player Union came out today and basically published reports of a survey done over the last year of top flight uh, footballers about the number of games they're being asked to play and where they're being asked to travel to. Mm. And it's uh, found out the top players like Mane and Van Dijk are set to play over 60 games. 
in 2019 over club and country yeah with Mane in particular playing in Africa racking up an outrageous number of air miles yeah um, we spoke about the desire to watch loads and loads of football but when yeah. does when does football become too much I think I, me- I mentioned it just earlier on in this in this podcast that first and foremost safety has to be the absolute priority of the players so should there be a cap put on the number of games a professional player should be allowed to play in a year? Is every player's body the same? Like I'm sure there are some. Well, Manley doesn't seem to have an issue. He doesn't. Um, Alexis Sanchez, didn't, even uh, Alexis Sanchez didn't seem to have an issue, but he played uh, three full seasons in a Premier League football in a row yeah. and three Copa Americas back to back because they yeah. had the centenary Copa America as well. And he had the World. Sorry, no, it was three uh, international tournaments back to back. Yeah. And so he would have been playing like. I don't know, 60, 70, 60 games of football a year, and he, his form has fallen off a cliff. Like so, I suppose there's that. There came a point where he was just burned out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That you just, if you're a high energy player, yeah, you're not going to be able to to continue like that. So although Mane's been able to cope, so like I think that's a decent comparison, Mane and Sanchez. Sanchez like similar, they, posi- yeah. yeah, yeah, similar positions and similar, similar miles. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, South America is a little bit further. It is. It is than Senegal, but like. Similar positions, similar style of play. Yeah, I mean, Firmino is doing it as well, going to Brazil. He is, and he's an iron energy, energy player as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, we've been joined by a dog, by the way. Yeah, this yeah. is Harvey, that's <laughs> if you can see him there. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, there should be a cap on the amount of games that you should play. You, you can play, right? 55, 60, 50? <sighs> like, realistically, it's going to be over 50, isn't it? I'd say 60, anything I mean, over 60. Or... So what happens then? Say he's got two club games and two country games left scheduled to play and he's he's only got two games left as a quota. I mean, does he, ha- does he have to make that decision? Is he is he contracted to his club side? Does he have to miss the international games then? I mean, are the international fans let down then? It's a really tough Or part. are there just too many competitions now? I mean, Liverpool are being asked to go and play in the in the Club World Cup. They played Champions League. They play their preseason games. Yeah. On tour, um, are, are there too many international games during the year? I think we. I, I don't think we've spoken about it on show about how we'd like to structure international, international football. football. Yeah. And maybe have a shorter Premier League season, but have all the games condensed without international breaks. Mm. Then have a summer international season with a longer break for the players at the end of the year. Yeah. Do we, we we had spoken about that? We have personally. certainly we have certainly talked and spoken about that in the past. How so. would we do that? When would I, we start I, the Premier League I, season? I, I, uh, September. I don't. Not August. September, because August would have to be the holiday time. Okay, so if we play September through, through to April, April. That. Yeah, yeah, you could get it all done on that. Then you could have a few week, a couple of weeks off, and go to to do the internationals between May. And I don't know July. if they, maybe maybe I don't even know if they want a week off. But that they probably want to. They just, want to continue. I would I'd say so. I, I'd say they could have a week off. A week. And, and continue. I'm not talking about extended holiday. Yeah. Just a, a rest. So a week off, mid April, end of April, late April to start in May okay. to start internationals between May. Could, and then finish have, the third week of April. Yeah, and then you have May, June, and July to do internationals. Yeah, we're talking about all the qualifiers. Um, or if it's tournament season, then you do tournaments. I'd and, imagine yeah, Europe and. A, just coordinated around the world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. None, cor- of this, yeah. none of this World Cup 2022 uh, Christmas Qatar rubbish. No. That we're seeing. Like, that's a, well, That's another. We've podcast. got it, man. That's a whole podcast. That's a, that's a maybe even a couple of podcasts. A double double header, two hour podcast. But um, yeah, you have it throughout the summer, May, June, July, and then August um, rest. Players have a month off. Aye. Oh, where, are they, where are they having preseason? They usually have six weeks preseason. Yeah, man, exactly. This is it. Like, do they need three months for international games? <sighs> two and a half. Two, two months. Two months. That's eight weeks. Yeah, and then eight weeks of international football. Yeah, and they don't even need eight. Yeah, and if you had a major tournament, how long does that last? Five weeks. Five, six weeks. Say if we give eight, because you can have some rest in between, and then they have a month off, and then they start preseason, and have. Can you make the Premier League season finish in, the, in mid-April? And push it back two weeks. Even the start of April. Yeah. How many weeks is that? You, you so if you're starting could. September, you get what? Four and a half weeks in September. Four and a half weeks in October is nine weeks. Um, four in November. Four in November. Five four in and December. Half, five, so that's another nine. So you've got 18 by December. January, you've got 
four and a half. February you've got four. It's another eight and a half is what seventeen and a half. Um, and then you've got you want to be finished at April. April. So you've got about twenty weeks to get thirty eight games, and that's two games a week. Not really. But the Champions League think, games. Think about it now. They started in in mid August and they finished in early May. Okay. How, how many weeks of international in. break do they take? They take two two weeks in September, right? One at the start and one at the one at the end. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, and then they take another in November. In November, there's one, yeah. There we're having one week. after this. Yeah, after game this game week. week, yeah. Yeah, we're having two weeks. Are we having is, two weeks? Just no, one, one week. No, we're having a week international break. Yeah, so that's three weeks before Christmas. Yeah, and then are there any international breaks after Christmas? I don't think so. I don't think so. So don't maybe we're talking about condensing the international break to about six weeks at the most. So I mean, that's only three weeks that we could save off the Premier League by reducing the international breaks. Yeah. But anyway, we don't want to talk about this forever on this podcast, but that's certainly like, that's certainly the way that I think it, it, it should be done. Broken down. Because, because it, yeah, when you're, people, when you're watching international football, you like to kind of get interested in international football. The, and it's the, not a year-round thing. You're, that's the thing. And the only, like, I don't know about everyone else, I love the World Cup. The World Cup is the best. It's it better is the than absolute the best. Absolutely. It's better than the Premier League. It is the best competition it's, in the world. It's the best competition in the world ever. I was so... My wife was pregnant with our, our son at, during the last World Cup and I was just so, like I was very focused on the baby and everything, but like I was just so <laughs> World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. I was literally watching three games a day. I'm lucky my boss is a big football fan as well. So <laughs> in the office, we, were, we always had our, um, yeah. both laptops, we, we, had a, we had the World Cup games on. Like it's just, it's brilliant. And, and part of the reason why the World Cup is so good is it takes place in the summer and it's in a a set period of time oh, yes. and I, 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 I would be surprised if people disliked international football as much as they do if it was set in a, in a if it didn't break up the Premier League exactly people's only agenda with international football is that it breaks up the Premier League exactly, exactly. or whatever because you just get you, you get into the Premier League like you, you're like yes Premier League oh, is back who, who are my team playing yeah, this and, and then, and then oh, kind of after three or four games it's an international break yeah. like it's just getting started new well, players I mean, new you, like transfer deadline day has only just been cut back but it used to be the, the start of September and like you could have just signed a new player and then you have to wait two weeks to see them play because it's an international break about international breaks I know that the Nations League has come in now and it's like but I mean when England or Ireland play qualifiers they're normally painful I mean European qualifiers and World Cup qualifiers are normally trips to Eastern Europe and in England's cases normally they know it's a guaranteed win and in Ireland's cases normally you're guaranteed to watch a shite game of football yeah always so I mean like (laughs) I mean people people don't get a buzz about it it's not like Mm. do you know what I mean you're playing in a really exciting up-and-coming national team like Switzerland or somewhere where you, I mean, your team are playing nice football and they're probably going to win, but they might not kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have that appeal to it at all. Um, yeah, so international football could definitely be restructured. It should be. Should be restructured. It should be. I'd like to get viewers' opinion on that. It's oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if after, any, after any romantics there that are in love with international breaks, definitely contact <laughs> us. No, but like, what, what do you, what do you guys think? Maybe we can get a poll do, going on Twitter and and see. That's a fantastic. After the after you didn't the do video. any polls this week. I did a poll. Did I you? did an IM. An Emory in our Do you want to announce the results of the poll? It was 40 votes, eighty nine percent out, and I don't, I don't think that any Arsenal fan who voted on the poll would have voted Emory in. I think you have to be. You'd have. I think you'd have to be sectioned if you're an Arsenal fan voting. Emery in anyway no no seriously we'd love to hear from from any anyone watching on any platform about what you think please of, uh, international football is it being done right would it be better if we just limited it to the summer had a specific set period after the after the league league seasons have been um, finished but then there are some leagues that run through the summer doesn't the MLS go through the summer the Irish league goes the Irish through the league certainly goes through the summer not well maybe we have some league of <laughs> but I mean the the MLS. I know you've done a bit of research on the MLS. This I week. have. Well, I meant to put out a video on the MLS this week for Joe's Corner. I was away for work. But the, I'm going to ask you a question about the MLS. Yeah. Do you think that it for, that soccer in the US? Sorry, what? Football in the in the United States in oh, America. Right. Yeah, yeah. Has is popular enough to compete with the winter sports over there? It's still billed as a summer sport over there, so it doesn't compete with the traditional. 
American football um, and basketball winter sports. Yeah, because there are enough people who are watching it purely as football fans now. It's the third highest viewed uh, sport in the country. So is the time they've made the shift? Man, in Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, um, more people watch, watch GAA and more people watch rugby than watch football. If oh go to games absolutely yeah and, and watch it and and follow it's our in in Ireland football is the third most popular sport yeah and fair. where we live certainly maybe not so much in in other parts of the country but where we live people are obsessed with football like we're obsessed with football yeah. and it's the same in the United States and if you like compare Ireland to the United States in terms of population and infrastructure and everything like yeah but I mean we still play somewhere over here because we don't want to compete with the Premier League mm. the viewing times. We play summers and we play Friday night games and things like this because we don't want to have any sort of clash between people watching the English game and watching the Irish game. So, I mean, if people in the States are all massive Premier League fans as well as being American soccer fans... That's a good question. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And their teams are both suddenly playing on the same day. Someone's not going to get a view or someone's not going to get a watch or, you know, someone's not going to buy a ticket or something. Mm. Um is that possibly the bigger issue? Are all of the soccer fans over there fans of European and English soccer as well as MLS soccer? Or are there any exclusive MLS fans? I think a lot of them are also fans of Premier League clubs. And not exclusively Premier League. Um, La Liga as well. I think the two the two big hitters in, in Spain, yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona, are, are very popular. Man, I read something massively interesting this week, actually. Tell Do you me. know that it's estimated that up to 1,000 English fans travel to see Brucey Dortmund play every single week? Just for Sancho, or they're just no fans man, the... they're European football tourists. So, wow, a lot of them would actually regularly go and watch Bruce Dortmund because they're guaranteed fantastic atmosphere, good football. Yeah. Um, flights I read last week for their their home game from Stansted flights cost 57 pounds and a ticket mm. cost 27 pounds for their uh, Champions League game against Inter Milan. Yeah, I need uh, uh, flights it, it... cost them. £57. Return. And the t- match t- ticket cost them £27. That's insane. To watch Brucey Dortmund play Inter Milan midweek yeah, in the Champions it's League. It's insane. Less than 100 quid for that. It's insane. A- a- up to a 1,000 English fans yeah. go to watch Brucey Dortmund play every week. And two right as well. Do you know what? When I, when I go away for, for, for work, for those that obviously don't know... I Wait go till to, Brexit. <laughs> no, <it's good. laughs> I, I, I go to, to Leuven, which is just outside of Brussels in, in, in Belgium. And it's really close to um, where Bayer Leverkusen are, are situated. Yeah. And my boss is actually a huge uh, Bundesliga fan and he keeps up to date. He doesn't, I don't think he has one team, but he watches like the Bundesliga regularly. So yeah. he, he kind of wants to see all those teams do well in Europe as opposed to Premier League. He's a West Ham fan, so they're never in, <laughs> they're never in the Champions League to begin with. But um, like that's something I should be taking advantage of as someone who spends a decent amount of his time throughout the year in that part of the world taking a train which would probably cost about 30 40 quid return to to western germany to take in a champions league or bundesliga game so you've heard it now joe's going to give us a live report um from his next trip to germany he's going to go over and see leverkusen play i will yeah um, i will yeah, so there's yeah, a feature yeah. to look forward to yeah um, we'll have we'll have insider interviews we'll have a stadium tour um We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have everything, yeah. yeah. We'll have a jersey going in the we'll background. We'll have fan cams afterwards. Fan cams <laughs> in, from Leverkusen. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I was hoping to see Standard Liège Arsenal uh, in December, but I'm not going over in December. So but anyway. you, might, you might find yourself over there. You never know. You never anyway, know. Is it, uh, judging by how things are going at the moment, it's not the worst game to miss. No. Probably not. Uh, so we'll get on to some predictions. Anyway, for the weekend, we spoke enough about... Liverpool City, we'll get to that. Um, tonight, this evening, Friday, um, this is being recorded. Hopefully, you you probably won't get to see it before kick-off, considering it's in an hour. Um, Norwich host Watford. Joe, mm-hmm. people are going to know how, how this game went down before they're watching. Yeah, They're going to be looking back saying, you're an idiot, you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Are Norwich going to break their duck or Watford going to break their Watford duck? Watford are going to break their duck. Watford what? have been playing all right for weeks. They just haven't been getting results. Honestly, every single time I've watched them, they've been half decent. Norwich are at the stage now where they're losing to Watford, who've got five points from 11 games. Yeah, Watford, it's... it's when they've it, got five it's, points it's the, from 11 games. It's the 8th of November. It's still early. It's not quite mid, but still. Early November when the season kicks off in August and not even got a win. Is Troy Deeney back? 
don't think so. I don't know. Um, he is a very good player for them. Yeah. A very important player. I think regardless, they'll, they'll win. All right, what's score? 2-1. I don't think Norwich are up to too much. 2-1? Yeah, 2-1 Watford. Okay. Uh, hang on. They were really good one, against Spurs. 1-2, one, so. In Norwich, in Carroll Road. <laughs> It's not. Uh, the most, it's, it's, they're, they're, it's not the most intimidating place to go. I, <laughs> <East Anglia. laughs> I am gonna say. Norwich. Are gonna squeeze this one out. Team Pukki hasn't scored in what seven games. Team Pukki. Yeah, oh, there's, there's a reason I'm top of our fantasy league, and I never brought him into my team. Actually, top of both fantasy leagues I'm in. He's been bottom of the league up to this week, so I wouldn't get no, to the No, I haven't. I'm going to say 2-1 to Norwich, man. You can't, you can't go from bottom you. to top in one week. It's a tight league, man. Um, Chelsea play Palace, Saturday, 3pm. Yeah. Uh, 2-1 Chelsea win. 2-1 Chelsea. Yeah, I've been, I've been rooting against them the last few weeks, and they, they've won. And they keep doing that, don't they? Yeah, and probably if I go for them this week, they'll lose, but I, 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 do, <laughs> I do think they're in very good form. Lampard um, won Man Premier League Manager of the Month for the first time and you'd have to say deservedly so he's done very well 2-1 Chelsea yeah alright man um, I'm going to say one all, man ah uh, 2 all, 2 all. I think Palace have got it in and Roy Hodgson is due a result he was absolutely fuming last week and didn't get one um, I think Chelsea are due a slip up as well. Um, probably are. You're probably right. I'm just. Do you know what I mean? They're win they're, they've been they've been winning, playing great football going forwards, outrageously poor going backwards. Palace are good on the road. Palace are good especially on the road. against the big teams. Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing a draw on this one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're going to have enough to actually get the get the big W, but seeing a draw. Um, Burnley take on West Ham. Oh my mm. goodness. We were meant to talk a bit about West Ham. Yeah, we can talk about them now for a minute. Yeah, they've been in shocking form for over a month. Absolutely. Well over Man, they've month. been rubbish. They've been rubbish. They started the season brightly and Ale was scoring a couple of goals, but they've been shocking. I think in our first podcast, which what, this is now five or six, five? Yeah. This is five, is it? Yeah, I think it's five, yeah. In our first one, I think we predicted them to finish top half. Both of us I predicted think we were them to finish top half. predicting them to finish sixth or seventh, man. That's not how bad. they have fallen. Oh my god. Is Pellegrini under threat? Where are West Ham in the league? West Ham, 13th. they're joined 13th along with United, Spurs, and Wolves, yeah. who, are, who are quite decent. If you said to West Ham fans that they would be level with United, Spurs, and Wolves at the start of the season, they'd be after 11 games, they'd say, yeah, that's grand. But if you said to them that they'd be behind Sheffield United, Bournemouth, Brighton, and Crystal Palace, <laughs> But th those teams that you've just mentioned have been playing well. And West Ham, West Ham don't deserve to be any higher than they are. Absolutely not. for a reason. They've been Absolutely shocking. Absolutely not, yeah. They, they, the Having way said that, they're, they're five points off relegation and they are man. four points off fifth. Man, we're not expecting West Ham to get relegated. The thing is, the, the, the money they've spent, the players that we have, that they have, that we, we expect West Ham to be finishing in the top half. Like, yeah, but I mean, can't... Do, do they have more money than most now? I mean... Other teams are catching up. The the disparity of wealth in the Premier League is reducing. Do you know what I mean? The, the wealth they, is, is being they, they more have, regulated with they, TV money and things like this. They have more money than Crystal Palace. They have more money than Bournemouth. Who else did you say is ahead of them? Um, Palace? Brighton. No, Palace. Is that Brighton and Hove Albion? BHA. Yeah, They have more money than Brighton. Palace are ninth. They have more money than Palace? Yeah, of course they do. They have more money than Sheffield United? Of course they do. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Do. They, they, they've, they've spent lots of money in the last few years and yeah, they've they not have. got anywhere There's, they're, uh, how, I, I would describe West Ham as the arsenal of the mid-table <laughs> how so? <laughs> they're just wildly inconsistent they're <laughs> so frail at the back like the goals they can surely, that, surely that's just Everton Another like yeah, you could say about that about them as well. Everton are even worse than West Ham. We'll, we'll, talk, West about, Ham, we'll talk about Everton in a minute anyway. Um, Burnley and West Ham. Yeah, two nil Burnley. Two nil Burnley. Yeah, two nil Burnley. Uh, I don't think you're. I don't think you're too far wrong. Um, Burnley do love a clean sheet, um, especially at home, man. Yeah, and West Ham. West Ham are due a hiding, man. Everton, and we 
we're talking about how poor Everton are. Everton yeah. really should have absolutely hockeyed them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and they sh- Newcastle should have been five 0 up at halftime. Oh my god! If Ma- if Sam Maxime Sam Maximan could finish. So I mean, they are due an absolute hiding, but I'm look. You know, Burnley are due a win as well. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna think there's gonna be goals in this one. I think I think it's gonna be four one to Burnley. Man, Burnley don't win four one. When's the last time? When's the last time Burnley won four one? When's the last time Burnley scored four goals? It's a very good question. Do you know what? We'll have the answer. I'll have the answer for you on rate reviews, and the answer will be Saturday, three p.m. when they beat West Ham four one. Um, I put it in the Newcastle Bournemouth. That's what confused me. So that's what we're going to talk about next. Newcastle Bournemouth, Joe. Yeah. Before I cross it out, are Newcastle going to win four one? No, they're not. Okay. Um, Newcastle have been doing very well. I, 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 Newcastle, you say they've been doing very well. I was under the impression they've been doing very well. Newcastle they're, are fifteenth on twelve <laughs> points after eleven games. The thing is, Newcastle um, lost Rafa Benitez and Steve Bruce, who's the most experienced manager um, in the Premier League, to have the the worst win rate. You know what I mean? Like the the manager who's managed like a really significant period, um, amount of games in the Premier League, but still has a, a win win percentage of. 25, 26%, maybe 28. I think that was before like that. he took over, he was 25. It's, it's, it, like, he'd be, he'd be on the, he'd be very low on the list of most clubs' uh, desired managers. I think so too. And for that fact and that fact alone, I think that them staying in the Premier League is a success. So for them to be in 15th and for me to say that that's them doing well for a club like Newcastle, it's just because of the owner and the manager. I mean, they're ahead of Aston Villa, Everton, Southampton, Norwich and Watford. <laughs> It's funny, uh, um, Aston Villa, like, historically a great Premier League club. And, and for, but for Villa coming up this year, it's all about survival, isn't and it? And you know what? I think they're going to get better. They, they, they they're, they're, they've been in good form. They have some really good players. Um, John McGinn stands out. And Conor Hurahan in midfield. Yeah. And Grealish. Obviously, Jack Grealish is, yeah. the, is the star yeah. of the captain. And actually, Wesley, that guy up front, has looked pretty... That right. guy, the big, heavy Brazilian big, heavy that seems to know where the back of the net yeah, is. Yeah, he's looked decent. It's just yeah. the defence that they need to sort out. Except for so, things... They're going to beat Bournemouth. Is no, that... I think it's going to be a draw. You think it's going to be a draw? Yeah, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a scoreless draw, man. That's an interesting shout. Newcastle traditionally tight at the back. They've been a bit looser this year, but Bournemouth obviously with one goal in their last four games that mm. coming at home. Bournemouth are also last decent week. at the back. They've had a couple of nil-nils recently. They've had two of the last three nil-nil. Yeah. Uh, three clean sheets in a row now. Yeah. Um I'm Sergio Rico. He's usually on my bench, but my defense mm. has been doing well. Do you know what? I think that it is also going to be a draw. Actually, no, I don't. I think Bournemouth are going to win it. I think Bournemouth are going to win nil. it. Two one, actually, Joe. Two one. Late goal. Josh King. Josh King. I put him in the fantasy team. I wouldn't mind that. Put him back in. He's, yeah. he's always in my fantasy team. He's a he's a good player. Uh, Southampton take on Everton. Those are two dreadful teams. I mean, let me tell you about Southampton right now. They are 18th and they've got eight points from 11 games. <laughs> I mean... It's not just their form over this season, though, isn't it? It's since Claude Puel left and they brought in Mauricio Pellegrino and then he was this sacked is, and Hassan Huddle took over. Before the season, I mean, Hassan Huddle was quite good at the end of last year and everything looked quite promising as well. Yeah. So if I said to you that in game week 12, um, Southampton would host Everton. What position would you have expected those teams to be in? I would never be surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised for Southampton to be 18th. Do you think we'd be talking about 17th versus 18th? The surprise is Everton being that bad. I, I, like for, for me, Everton being bad should be about 11th or 12th. So, a, a good win for Southampton puts Everton in the drop zone, mm. regardless of any other result. Mm. After 12 games, Everton could be in the relegation zone. Yeah, I think that Marco Silva... If he wasn't given the sack for losing tomorrow, if they lose, that his job would be hanging, hanging by a thread. It's the international break. I've, it's I've traditionally, been, I've been think, predicting him getting sacked for weeks now. We both have. I think that, as everyone knows, the, the, the third international break is a, a time. It's just before, it's just, it's long enough before Christmas, not enough game, like a, a few enough games played that in the, the boards of clubs' minds, um, a change could be positive. Yeah, um, anything afterwards is kind of seen as, um, you know, like this has just gone too far, this has ended kind of thing. 
Uh, I think we could be seeing more than one manager lose their job after this weekend. There's a there's a funny expression in Italy about managers getting sacked early in the season. I'm trying to think who I heard talking about this. It was on the it was on the Guardian Football Weekly pod. Um, it was their Italian correspondent that was telling this story. Um, but anyway, um, in Italy there's a an expression that they don't get their um, their Christmas. Pa- what do they eat in Italy? Panettone. Panettone. Yeah, essentially they don't get their panettone. So they yeah. talk about managers getting their panettone and not getting their panettone, and they'll always say, "This man's not getting his panettone, or okay. he misses panettone." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, um, so you don't reckon that Marco Silva's getting his panettone? I don't think so. Is ha- is Hasnoodle getting his panettone? No. Um, is Mauricio Pochettino Pochettino getting his panettone? I mean, I think the Spurs fans are back on board with him. They were singing his, singing his name midweek. It's, I, 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 Spurs, Spurs it's, it's, in Europe have gone from a record home defeat mm. to a record away win to a record... Or sorry, to a record home win to a record away win. Yeah. Are, are they back on track? I know no. no. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I said no. they were awful in race they, reviews. They, 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 Spurs have to do a whole lot more. Where are they, 11th? Spurs find themselves 11th, level 10th with United, also level 13th and 12th with Wolves and West Ham. If and when Tottenham Hotspur are back top five, you could say that... Having said that, I mean, now Arsenal are fifth and they are four points ahead of West Ham in 13th. Yeah, it could, it could change. It's very tight. It is very tight, yeah. yeah. I mean, from, from Everton in 17th to Arsenal in fifth, there Six are Six points. points. So let's not be too dramatic. <laughs> I mean, in in two weeks, Arsenal could be seventeenth if results didn't go their way. Theoretically, yeah, yeah. Well, possibly not possibly even now. The teams playing yeah, each other, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, three yeah. weeks time, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, um, I I think Spurs would be foolish to sack Pochettino. He's been the best manager that they've that they've had in Premier League history. Okay, um, let's not talk job. about Spurs for a minute. Southampton, Everton, give us a result. Christ. Um, two one Everton because Southampton are just very, 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 very bad. Are they done? Are they going down this year? Southampton, yeah, yeah, they're done. Right. It's been, and, and they deserve to go down. They because they're because they're really poor. Happy with that one two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. Well, I'm gonna agree with you. Southampton are gonna go down. Mm. I think Marco Silva is gonna live, live to fight. For I think he's gonna he's gonna live to fight another another week. Yeah, I think, think it's gonna be a draw. I think this is a battle of who's gonna get sacked first. Right. I think Marco Silva is gonna come out now. I think he's gonna come out on top. I think that it's going to be one nil to Everton. I mean, Spurs Everton last week. We agree. Week. I said two one to Everton. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, then we agree on two things. <laughs> <laughs> we agree on two things. Um, Spurs, Spurs are, Spurs are rubbish. Everton are rubbish. Um, but Everton are less rubbish than Southampton. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Southampton are majorly rubbish. They are the most rubbish. They're probably more rubbish than, than Watford. Watford and Norwich. They're, they're probably so. the most rubbish. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished last. No, neither would I. Um, Spurs. Who are also rubbish take on Sheffield United, who are pretty bloody good. Sheffield United are playing some really decent football. You have to say that. Someone yeah. on this pod has been talking about it for a few weeks now. He has. Rafe, Rafe loves an up and coming Midlands or Northern team. <laughs> <laughs> Burnley. A few years I, ago. I heard of this team. They're uh, Man, Man, Manchester. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, they're mid table anyway. They're, they're, they're meant to be. Coming along, next year's their year or something, I, I don't know. A few years ago, Rafe had Ashley Barnes in his fantasy football team, week in, week out, when he was scoring like five goals. Cheap. Cheap as chips, man. Um, Spurs top. Sheffield. Spurs Sheffield United, because we also have Sheffield Wednesday. Who they're not playing in the Premier League, though. No, but massive respect for them. Respect for Wednesday. I've always had a soft spot for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, draw. Yeah, I, I, yeah, draw. Do the Arctic Monkeys like them or something? No, uh, I, I got into. I started watching the Premier League in the 1998 1999 season, and Sheffield Wednesday were playing Premier League football then. So for every team that was in the Premier League then yeah, was my. It was story. like when Leicester came back, it was brilliant. At That's back. They were in that season as well. So were Derby, yeah. Charlton Athletic. Yeah, it was yeah. like that. That season that for me is Nottingham Forest. That season for me is the 
like the I know I, I remember having FIFA 97 and there was an indoor mode and it was fucking class one of the, I'm actually going to see if I can get it retro yeah. one that I can play um, but yeah maybe fall in love with FIFA I got a retro game on um, it was Actua Soccer which was I don't know from where, but it, I I got it. I got Actua Soccer '97, which I used to play on the PC. But I got it for PlayStation a few years ago, and it did not live up to the hype. So I warn you that um, you may become too used to what we have now <laughs> <laughs> to go back and get a, a retro football game. I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, they brought back the indoor football though this year in FIFA. And Troops is the commentator. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. That's class. So big up to troops if he ever watches. Like, I've got FIFA. I just played too much Ultimate Team. Generally, yeah. the indoor stuff. But that's um, cla- that's class. Like I, I think to go from that to go from to go from like I don't know what he was doing, but to go from like just talking for Arsenal fan TV fan camps to having a really serious role on AFTV to be a voice on FIFA. Yeah, it's that's huge. Fantastic. For yeah. yeah, fair play yeah, to lad. Absolutely fair play. Yo, you said draw. <laughs> Give me a score. Uh, two all. 2-2. Two, two. There'll be some goals, yeah. Do you know what, man? You're not going to want to hear it, but Spurs are going to win. Sheffield United are absolutely savage at home. Yeah. Spurs are shit, but they're not that shit. They've scored, they've scored some goals recently, mm-hmm. man. Um, Harry Kane's going to be back in the team. They're going to win. They're going to win 2-0. 2-0. It's going on the paper. And Leicester play Arsenal. You probably want to talk about this one for a minute. Half five on Saturday. I don't want to talk about it for too long, no. Why uh, is that, Joe? Because Arsenal have... I didn't even... Well, I couldn't have watched Arsenal midweek. I was, I was out and about for work all day on Wednesday. But um, they've been dying. How does it feel to be the Europa League Wednesday 530 Kick off. Well, it was moved, but um, it doesn't feel good, and it's been too long in the Europa League, way too long. And you did warn me when Arsenal were first in the Europa League. I remember because we were living together in this apartment, actually, um, in the studio, in the uh, the, the yeah PFP studio, <laughs> in the PFP studio. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, you did warn me that um, that once you get into the Europa League, you can find yourself stuck there for way too long. An uncomfortably long period of time. Yeah, and I mean, we analysed Liverpool's period in the Europa League. I think there are two eighth, two seventh, and two sixth place finishes with one second place finish in six years, which is just shocking. Arsenal haven't been that the, bad, the but year still. That Rodgers had Liverpool in the Champions League was the first time in ten years they've been in the Champions League. Mm. It's crazy because yeah, with Benitez, they were out. No, when, sorry, when sorry, that, sorry. When Klopp, when Klopp took them back to the Champions League. Yeah, it was the first time, except for Rodgers, that they were in the Champions League. In yeah, that was the second time yeah. in 10 years. That's yeah. right. So it was two, two out of 10 years that they were in the Champions League. When, when Emery first came in, I thought that Arsenal would be winning a Premier League title within five years. Man, the Premier League is hard to it win. It is hard to win. I saw a lot of progress under Unai Emery last season, and it just fell off a cliff in the last six, seven games of the season. I mean, Man, this Man-, Man City are been... not going anywhere, ever. No, they're not. Ever. They are a force. They are a force. Of course they are. And Liverpool have have done so well to come back from what they were to what they are now. Hang on. We'll talk talk about those guys in a minute. Um, Give me... Let's go back to Arsenal for a minute. Yeah. Like like I was saying, I was really impressed with a lot of what Unai Emery did last season. Um, We were running the most in the league, which shows that the side were... The squad were buying into what he was doing like mad. And sprints mean... Like when Poch came in at Spurs, sprints were a big thing. When Klopp came in at Liverpool, it was a big thing. Poch's uh, Tottenham sprints are down after, what, four or five years? Emery's uh, Arsenal's sprints are down after 18 months. Yeah. The the, the players are clearly not buying into what he's doing. I don't know if it's because he's continually... His treatment of Mesut Ozil, who is such a popular member of the squad, like there's a right and a wrong way to go about um, leaving such a popular member out of the squad out. Um, and I think that he's... I think his man management skills are really poor. Really, he's he's really meant really to have an issue communicating with the players. His English is meant to be great. I think that seems quite passive in the way that he um, allowed the Arsenal team to pick their own captain. Yeah, rather than being a strong that. manager and actually saying, you know, this is who my that, captain is. Th- that's a that's a joke. For I mean, you hear interviews with with former players. I mean, like at at our at 
at amateur level, that's the kind of thing you hear happening all the time. But most most times, the captain picks themselves picks themselves because they're such a dominant force in the dressing room. Yeah, and as uh, nice a guy as as, as Granite Jacket is, like he doesn't seem like a no. Apparently, he's force. meant to love handing out fines and stuff, and he is meant to be that guy. And the players Emery. do no Jacket. Right. And the players do see him as an authority figure, but well, he's meant to be quite well respected. And I'm, I'm not saying they got it wrong in terms of who they feel the leader is, but mm. he might be the leader, but he's also not good enough. Good enough to yeah, be in yeah, the team yeah. every week. Yeah. And that's where that's where the manager's got to sit down and say, you know what, I need a leader, but yeah. who in my guaranteed five or six starters? And they've given it to Aubameyang. Mm. There's rumors of him going in January. The thing, the thing, I wouldn't be surprised of him going. Him and Lacazette both meant to want to go in January, for to get Champions League football. They can still play Champions League this year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about either of them leaving. More but, so I mean, Aubameyang than, than Lacazette. Even but Aubameyang's older. older. No, uh, Aubameyang is a much better player than Lacazette. Lacazette. Lacazette has scored one goal away from home in the last year. But I think. One of them could well go in January. Aubameyang has left lo- left, less left on his contract. Yeah. I think he has just 18 months at this stage. Lacazette still has... I mean, what's, what's to say that Barcelona or Real Madrid, who are both trying to replace aging strikers, aren't going to come in and say, I oh, will we'll have him for 18 months? I don't get it. Why, why replace Suarez with Aubameyang when in 18 months you're going to have to replace Aubameyang with someone else? It doesn't make sense. They've got an infinite pool of money at Barcelona. They've, they've got Maybe. this losing mentality. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, no. Give us a score. Leicester uh, Arsenal. 3-0 Leicester. This is the first time you've predicted an Arsenal loss on the pod. Yeah, but Arsenal have been so bad. I think last time when I said Arsenal weren't going, when you said, I will never predict an Arsenal loss unless they're playing Liverpool or City away on this pod. They've just done too much. <laughs> In the last seven days. It's just been too, too much has changed. 3-0 well, to Leicester. It was the game last weekend. You don't think Arsenal are going to score? No. 3-0 to Leicester in defiance. I think he, he he actually thinks he's wrong with Arsenal and he wants him to win. Fuck Unai Emery. <laughs> Fucking Basque Dracula. Steady on. Um, I think that Leicester are going to win and I think they're going to win 3-2. Um, we'll move to Sunday. United host Brighton and Hove. Albion. <laughs> well, very, very passionate about Hove. I have, man, I have a lot of time uh, for Hove. Uh, um, two, two, two nil United. Yeah. Yeah. Martial, Rashford, or Daniel James and Martial, something like that. Bearing in mind that Brighton go into this game ahead of United, two points ahead of them. I still don't think Brighton are great, and I think United are probably due a result in the Premier League. They get, they were playing well before the Bournemouth game, and I think they'll be glad to be back in, in front of their home fans. They they had won they had won three games all away from home prior to the Bournemouth game. The last home game they played was against Liverpool, mm. where they set up with five at the back. They played well in that game. Well, they played incredibly defensively. But they had they to. were defensively solid. But they had to. I mean, are they going to go and break down Brighton? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think Brighton are that. They might get they might get a couple, but I mean, if they're going forwards, are they going to be vulnerable at the back? Brighton are quite good going forwards. They're, they're quite decent, good keeping the ball. Going forward. I think United will have too much for Brighton. 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, yeah. Alright. Um, do you know what, man? United are just rubbish. I think people forget how rubbish they are with everything else that's going on. Are you going for a... I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I hope you're right, because I don't want United to ever do well, but... I think it's going to be one all. Might bring... Oh, that's too late now. Aaron Con- Conley's in the team. We're past the, past the yeah, deadline. Yeah. He's in. Um, Wolves Villa Midlands Derby 1-0 Wolves Having played midweek Yeah 1-0 Wolves Man Villa have goals in them They do have goals in them Wolves are very good defensively Jimenez Who I also have in my fantasy team Who's also good for about 10 goals a season I'm going to scrap it on this one It's going to be 2-1 Villa Jack Grealish probably back in the team. I think Villa are in a good actually vein of form. They were really good last week against Liverpool for yeah they were for a few minutes. They were I, I think they were they were solid defensively, but I think they they're better on the front foot mm. when they can actually keep the ball and Wolves will let them keep the ball. I know Wolves are good at home, but I just the whole Europa League buzz just yeah. puts me off them. Um, main so, event, main event, man. What do you think? 
Do you know what? I'm going to go for a Liverpool win, which would be huge. I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. No, 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 that's too much. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. 2-1? So you're only going to get one? Yeah, yeah, 2-1 Liverpool. I'd said earlier today... And I think that this will cement Liverpool as the champions elect. After 12 games, you're going to pick someone as champions elect. I, I No, I, because I think that this result... Will, Okay, after t- you could think about it like that, but I think the psychological I- impact it would have I, on the City squad of losing this game would I be think significant. that neither team will lose this game. It's too early in the season. I think it's going to be a draw. Man, it's just the way football is. Do you know what I mean? I think that it's going to be a scored draw. I think that one team will get an elite equaliser because that's just the way it's going at the minute. No, I don't. Liverpool are going to win 3 2. Yeah, I, I think Liverpool are going to win. It's going to be Man- goals, man. It's going to be goals. I, I, I think that it's. Written- Liverpool are going to win 3 2. I, I think it's written in the stars. What am I Liverpool saying this year? Yeah, Do you know what? I think it is. Man, we've gone way over time. We have. Um, so I've we, had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun too. I need to get back to my beautiful wife. Yeah, we you need to get off to a, to a, to a pub to quiz. A pub man, quiz. I'm in no shape for a pub quiz. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. Thanks Great for coming to see down. You as always. Great yeah. to see you guys. What do we want you to do? Like, share, subscribe. Follow us on all platforms. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Spotify. Most importantly, we're on YouTube and we need to get our followers up on YouTube. YouTube, come on guys, come on. Any sort of love, give it to us on YouTube. Absolutely, and give us feedback. Get in the comment section on YouTube and, and Twitter and, and talk to us. Like We want to interact as much as possible, so let's get some conversations going. We'll keep the polls coming. We'll have a poll that we, uh, that we mentioned earlier on in the show and... Let's keep it up going. We'll see you for a race reviews in Joe's Corner, which will be back. It was away because I was away. But we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. See you guys.